What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of The Sheehan Show. And today, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about matchmaking, and specifically the matchmaking of uh, the biggest star in, in the history of our sport, Conor McGregor. Um, you know, obviously being here in uh, in Ireland, uh, I've covered Conor McGregor for a long time, watched all the moves he's done over the last few years, and I'm kind of looking ahead to the moves he's about to make over the next year or so as he comes back from injury. So I suppose that's the first thing to start with. He's coming back from injury. And, you know, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're just like, oh, what's Conor McGregor's next fight going to be? When's it going to be? You know, he calls out Charles Oliveira last weekend. Is it going to be that? Is it going to be, you know, Dustin Poirier? We thought when Dustin Poirier, if he had won the title, it would have been him maybe. Who who else could it be? And I, I have an idea of who I think it should be, who I think it will be, how I think it, 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 it really should be done. Which is another matter to who I think it probably should be and who will be. Um, so let's let's get into all of them. But the injury part first. In any other sport, in in even in other combat sports, even in, in even a little bit mixed martial arts, I suppose, unless you're at the very very top, like like McGregor is or say like an Anderson Silva uh, was when he broke his leg as well. There's no way you'd come back at the very very top level. You know, in the Premier League, someone breaks their leg, someone uh, has a really bad injury, they're playing like the reserve team, they play three or four games, they train at a high intensity training with the other team, and then they come and they play 10 minutes of a game, they play 20 minutes of a game, they play one half, then they play a full game. Ease your way back in, get back into it, and get, you know, to the speed of the game again. <laughs> in mixed martial arts, that luxury doesn't exist in terms of getting back to the speed of the game. Now, there I think there are ways of doing it to get back in, in terms of fights and in terms of matchmaking, all of that. But the big issue is for Conor McGregor that he is, as I said at the start of this, and there's no denying this, this is not hyperbole, he is the biggest star in the history of our sport. There's no close second. You know, he's ha- had some great fighters, some um, some great draws like GSP and John Jones and Habib Nurmagomedov and others, but nobody comes close. Love or hate Conor McGregor, you can... You can't deny that. That's just a fact of the matter. And when that is the case, he is going to draw money for the promotion, right? And he needs to be atop a card against an opponent to draw money for that promotion. That is what Conor McGregor is for the promotion. He is a great asset for them. He makes himself a lot of money. Uh, himself a lot of money. He makes them even more money and they need to put him in that position. If this was someone else, another great fighter, let's say... I don't know, let's say Usman lost his belt, uh, he broke his ankle and he was coming back. You could give him an easier fight down uh, you know, down the rankings, on the prelims maybe, and then he'd call someone out, he'd call whether it was Colby Covington or Leon Edwards or whoever was the champion at that stage, he could call him out and say, right, I want to fight you next, I'm back, I'm 100%. And then he could go to the main event and it'd be all fine. You know, you could see that happening, whether it's him, whether whoever it might be. You know, if they were out for a good while. Look at Dominic Cruz. He came back from all these injuries. Uh, was it uh, Mizugaki he fought? If, I, if if memory serves me straight, knocked him out. And then he was back into the, the big fights at the very, very top. So that's a thing that I, I would love to see personally. And so I'll get to my, uh, my thinking about the best case scenario, if you are Conor McGregor. And why also I think it won't happen. Because McGregor was already out for, what was it, two years? 
you know, uh, post Habib, post Floyd and all of that. And he spoke about the season coming back. He wanted to get the two fights, then into the title fight, back to his best, you know, and all of that, which was great. You know, starting with Cowboy, then maybe moving on to, I don't know, some, some uh, Dan Hooker, a Benil Dariush, a Rafael Dos Anjos, Tony Ferguson, someone like that, and then fighting, you know, maybe Habib again for the title at the time, or Oliver, whoever it is, Paria now, uh, for, for the title. And that, I think that was a smart way of doing it. Really, really smart way. And I remember at the time speaking about it on podcasts and saying that was smart. And even before he said it, I said, that's the sort of thing he needs to do. And I'm here again to say that. That's the sort of thing he needs to do now. But as someone who's watched Conor go down through the years and seen the moves he, he makes, he rarely makes the same move twice or tries the same thing twice. And that's why I don't think he'll try it again. I think he should, right? The matchmaking is a little bit difficult for who it should be. But I think I may have come up with someone who might be the best of both worlds. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I always thought... The, the perfect matchmaker for McGregor at the time, Cerrone, very, very good. I would love to have seen him fight someone like a Pettis around in, a favourable enough matchup. We know Pettis is going to stand with him. Okay, a good fighter. I'm not saying it's it's an easy matchup or anything. Pettis could, look what he did to Wonderboy. He couldn't he could have knocked him out. He also was happy enough to fight at 170, which McGregor likes and all of that. Obviously, Pettis is out of the UFC now. But you need to find someone like that. And you need to find, you know, a perfect matchup for Conor McGregor, right? And I think I, I think I, I think I have the name. Maybe people can guess the name. And I, I will say that in in the third part here. Uh, but that's why what I think it would be um, wise to do. I think the smartest move would be to do that season if he comes back. Let's say in May or or at International Fight Week, and when is it? June, July. Pave your way from June, July, twenty twenty two. Is that the year we're coming up to? to to June, July 2023. You have your fight in the summer, you have your fight in November, December, or whenever it might be, and then you have your fight early next year, uh, whether it's, or maybe the mid part of, of the year after. So you're having a fight every five to six months. And then if you win those two fights, you're back at the very top. There's no denying it. Like if, if McGregor was to be two guys ranked in the top 15, he would be vaulted into a title chart. He'd probably be vaulted into one earlier than that. Look, we all know that. But for him himself, you know, lots of people probably think it. Oh, if Conor McGregor gets a title shot now, it's very unfair. How he doesn't deserve that? He doesn't deserve it himself. Never mind. It, it, you know, and when I say he doesn't deserve it himself, he doesn't deserve to be put into the pressure and the toughness of that situation. He deserves to be given time to build his way back up to get there. I always say with all different fighters, anyway. At least, even you know, Gaethje, the one for me as well. He wins one fight and he's back in there. In, in, and I think it's a different sort of situation. Like, Gaethje after the loss to Habib, I think he needed to improve, change things, and build his way back up, and he's shown he's been able to do that in the past. But from an injury or from someone who's been out for a long time like McGregor, I think you need to really do that to build your way back up and to throw him back in there might seem like, oh, he's getting a title shot. How lucky is he? It's actually unlucky for him because he's getting the toughest fight you could possibly get in this big situation. It's going to knock him back even further. Whereas if he has an easier fight, a winnable fight, wins it, brings him up. Another fight, a tougher fight, a contender fight, but he's back into his groove now, brings him up again, wins it, then he's right, ready for Charles Oliveira, ready for Dustin Parry, ready for Habib Nurmagomedov, or whoever it might be at that time. Um, uh, um, Shemayev, I was going to say, not Shemayev. Uh, uh, Makachev or Benil Darius, whoever it might be at the very top at that time. That would be the smartest way for him to go. And 
as I said, I don't think it'll happen because he doesn't do the same thing twice. And he's already tried to do that. It didn't work out. It was because of the pandemic and other things. It didn't work out. But I think that is uh, that is the, the case A, best case scenario. Now, I'll give you what the best case scenario I think is possible in a second. But what my, my second part of this video is going to be what I think might or will happen and almost the worst case scenario uh, in this, right? So there's a worst, worst case scenario first, which I'll talk about, which is that title fight. Um, he called out Oliveira the other day. And look, that's what Conor McGregor does these days. He calls out Oliveira. He calls out the, the winner of the big fights. Absolutely. But what, what if they did give him that fight? What if he came straight back? He was supposed to fight Poirier, right? He was supposed to fight Poirier for a while, and I'll talk about what happened and the result of that fight here in a second. But he was supposed to fight Poirier if Poirier had won the title, and I'm sure Poirier would have called him out. He wants that money. Imagine a title fight, pay-per-view points, you're fighting Conor McGregor. <clears throat> no, no one, you couldn't criticise Dustin Poirier for wanting that. Absolutely. Could you criticise Charles Oliveira for wanting that? Could you criticize him for being the champion and wanting to fight the, you know, the red panty knight against Conor McGregor? I don't think you could. I don't think you could. But that is the toughest possible fight right now for McGregor. Now, overall, if McGregor was at his apex and the best we've ever seen him, I don't think it's the worst fight in the world for him. Like, it, it's a very, very tough fight, especially where Oliveira is today. And McGregor would need to get back and even improve from where he was. And you can pick whoever you want for that fight. But I think it would be a, an unbelievable fight if you had prime McGregor, prime Oliveira. It's a fantastic fight. But you can't argue right now that McGregor is in his prime, especially after breaking his leg. So that's a really, really, really tough fight. The other options are, again, Dustin Poirier. But as I mentioned, when that fight ended... And uh, at UFC 269 and a couple of Saturday nights ago, whenever it was, uh, I think, the look, the world changed in the comment after Juliana Pena won. But the world changed in the lightweight uh, division as well after that. Because in my mind, and maybe people would disagree, it was, it was simple what was going to happen next. Dustin Poirier, if he had won the title, was going to sit out, wait for Conor McGregor. Whenever you're healthy, Conor, let's go at it again. There was un we uh, we can't disagree. There was unfinished business in the last fight. McGregor broke his ankle. Poirier was looking to make it definitive in that fight. McGregor was looking to to make it relatively definitive, you know, or get his win back or even it up or whatever it was at the time, um, and it didn't happen. And look for in in one sense for Poirier it was really bad because that definitive end to the the trilogy wasn't there. But on the other hand, it's like well. I have that Conor McGregor red panty night again, you know, and I also have it with a possible title in my back pocket, but it didn't happen. So when that didn't happen, what it did was, and I think in a, in a positive light for Conor McGregor, it took away the necessity maybe to fight Dustin Poirier in a really tough fight next. Like, as I mentioned, coming back, he needs an easier fight. And I'm not saying, you know, I'll fight fucking Joe Bloggs off the street, but at maybe the 15th or 14th ranked lightweight and then move up. When you're going right back into Dustin Poirier in a title fight for five rounds at the top of a card, as I mentioned, he might have to fight at the top of a card anyway. That's really, really tough and a tough thing to come back to. And it was maybe a little bit of a blessing in disguise that that fight went away for a second. Now, that fight has not gone away. <clears throat> Just like the Nate Diaz fight. And that's the other option I want to talk about here. McGregor and Poirier have unfinished business. 
If McGregor fights someone else next, they'll still have unfinished business. If Barrio fights someone else next, they'll still have unfinished business. Just like Nate Diaz and him have unfinished business and they haven't fought in a few fights, uh, and, and the other way around for Nate with McGregor, he's fought in a few fights as well, and he still has the unfinished business with McGregor. So that is a back pocket fight. I used to call him that before. It's a back pocket fight which Conor McGregor still has that he can fight Poirier and he can fight Nate Diaz. Now, Nate might be a better option to fight right now because, you know, Nate's not really at the very top of his game either. Uh, he's kind of in and out of the sport. He's getting a little bit older. He's taking a lot of damage and stuff. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe it's time for that trilogy, and I'm sure a lot of people would argue for that. But on this point here, I don't think it is time for that Poria fight. It would have made a lot more sense if Poria was the champion just because... McGregor wants to fight for that championship. Now, I mentioned fighting for the championship is probably a bad idea, and especially if you're fighting Charles Oliveira. And I would say the same for Paria if he had won the belt. But the fact that the unfinished business is there, it was perfect time for Paria. Paria would want it. And if Paria is there calling you out, and you're Conor McGregor, and you're being offered that, and you're being offered the big money, it's probably one of the biggest draws you're ever going to take. We've seen past this prologue with McGregor. He's gone in with broken foots, bad ankles, uh, known ACLs on either knee if anyone has watched the, the, the documentary we all know that at this stage McGregor goes in with, with injuries he will go in half known he's going to lose still believing he's going to win absolutely but he will go into those fights and we, we know he will um, and the fact that that uh, it's weird uh, uh, look I, I was going to say that option has been taken away it hasn't it's still an option but I think that option should be taken away if we're to look at it logically and I think it will actually play out that way because there was, there was almost nothing for McGregor and Paria on, on Saturday night week or whatever it was. Even when um, when Nate Diaz put out that tweet, McGregor kind of laughed at it and was like, oh, they both tapped or whatever. And, you know, there was a joy, but nothing, nothing massive came out from Conor McGregor. Um, so I think that fight will be put on the back burner for a second and McGregor will hopefully look at a smarter fight. Now, it's up to someone. Another thing he's always said, right? Someone needs to make themselves my next fight. He has said that down through the years. Cowboy did it at one stage. And he's like, right, let's come on, let's do it. And someone needs to do it. And someone needs to do it in maybe a smarter way. Come out, maybe go on the MMA or call him out. Uh, someone who is history with. Someone who, um, <laughs> you know, there there's a backstory with. And someone who is a good fight at a good level for Conor McGregor right now. And, I, look, uh, Pettis was the one for me down through the years. He's, maybe he, he wouldn't call him out and he's not in the UFC anymore and stuff and all of that. Cowboy was a very good matchup for me at the time. You know, called him out a little bit. Right, sort 11 and all that. Who is that person now? And this, so this, this is my answer and this is the one I think it should be. And the fight, I actually think it will be. And I think it's Tony Ferguson. I think Conor McGregor versus Tony Ferguson is going to be next. And I think it's the perfect fight, Right. Could McGregor versus Ferguson headline a card? I think it probably could. You know, these guys have been rivals for a long time. Look, we'll all quickly, and we'll maybe not people listening to this, but casuals and stuff will quickly forget that Tony Ferguson isn't on the best, uh, you know, the best run of his career. Either is Conor McGregor. He's lost his last two fights as well. Um, they will remember that Tony Ferguson was the interim champion. He never fought Habib, never lost to Habib. He, he never fought McGregor, never lost to McGregor. He he deserves one of those shots, one of those champions at that time, and he never got it. And is the time for him to get it now? Like they'll they'll argue it that way, I'm sure. But it also makes such sense in terms of the division and all of that. You know, it 
as I said, you know, lost the last two fights, both of them. You know, I don't have Tony's record out in front of me, but has he lost three in a row now? Maybe, maybe he's lost a couple anyway. Um, and he is at... I, I think he reached an apex in his career and he's definitely on the way down now. I think, you know, maybe he wouldn't even, dis- maybe he would disagree with that. But uh, I think most people looking at it logically w- would agree with that. You could probably say the same for McGregor, although injuries and different things have, have done it uh, to him. And he's fighting the very, very best in the world, as Ferguson was. But both of them have an opportunity to prove that they're still at a certain level and that they still can compete at a certain level and that they still maybe can move back up into a title level. And it's perfect for McGregor as well because it's not the toughest fight in the world in terms of the best in the be- of the best in the world right now. It is maybe the seventh or eighth best in the world right now on a lower bit of an ebb, but still the seventh or eighth best in the world. Still a guy who he's had a rivalry with down through the years. Still a guy who is a good even matchup with him in terms of where they are in their careers right now. And as well, a guy who could potentially call him out. Now the problem with that is Tony Ferguson is not the best at calling people out. He's a bit crazy. He's a bit mad. We all know that. But if if he could, you know, I, I don't know his relationship with Ariel. Does he go on that show after? Like, I can't remember. If he goes on there and says, Conor McGregor, I'm next. Poirier lost. He's gone out of the picture. You're not getting the title shot. Habib's gone. The rivalry has been gone for years. You said you always wanted that fight. You said you wouldn't retire without having that fight. Well, let's have it now. It's time now. Let's headline this card. International via week or whatever it might be. May, June, July. Let's headline this card. Let's have this fight. Pay-per-view. Let's do it. And I, I feel like if he did that and wasn't wasn't weird about it, cut it all he needs, all, look, all Tony Ferguson needs is exactly what I said there. You know, he doesn't need this, uh, you know, McNuggets. He doesn't need this rubbish. He just needs to say it straight out. And Conor McGregor would accept that fight, I think, in two minutes. I really do. I think he would. I, I think McGregor is no fool, and he understands exactly how this game works. And I think he understands exactly his position as well with the injury and coming back from it and what he needs to do. Now, he's a brave and mad and, you know, maybe too mad and too brave at some stages. So, uh, look, look, I'm not ruling out any of the other tough fights from Oliveira all the way down. But I think if he thinks about it logically, if he thinks about the right step I need to make to get back to the very top, and if he thinks that I want to get... And this is the most important part as well. If he wants to get back to be a champion or to be the best fighter he could be, if not even necessarily a champion, it's a step like this he needs to take. Going right in there for the championship, going right in there against someone as good as Poirier, or let's say he goes up to the welterweight and fights Usman or someone like that, which, which he could, McGregor can call the shots, it would be the wrong move for him as a fighter. Money, might make loads of money, might set him up for life and everything like that, which is grand, you know, if that's the move you want to make, fine. But as a fighter, if you want to be the best fighter you can be, if you want to be, uh, if you want to prove yourself as still the guy, and uh, McGregor's not in the proof, don't get me wrong, but if he wants to prove himself in 2022 as still the guy or one of the guys, this is a fight to prove you are ready for a fight against one another. They're not just ready for it. He could fight him tomorrow, you know. But to prove that you have n- not necessarily earned your way to that fight, but people will be looking forward to that fight and not just thinking, oh, no, McGregor's coming back from injury. He's rushing it. If you beat Tony Ferguson, you beat him well, and then they put you into a fight against Aparia and Oliveira, whoever it might be, then that conversation is very different. 
and we all know it. If that fight happens now, it's a tough conversation. It's one like, oh, the UFC are giving him this. McGregor hasn't fought in, in a year. He lost. He lost before that. He had a broken ankle. The conversation will then be, and uh, this is not me making this up. This happened two years ago. He beat um, he beat uh, Cerrone. And everyone was talking about McGregor is back. You know, he's on the right. He's, his mental headspace is in the right place. He's getting back there. He fought Poirier. If he beats Poirier, he's going to be fighting for the title and all of that. If he was to come back, fight Tony Ferguson, beat Tony Ferguson, everyone would be saying, oh, McGregor won his last fight. He's back. He's on his way back up. Can he win the championship again? Can he do it? Can he have those big fights? And that's exactly what Conor McGregor needs. So let's do it. 2022 McGregor versus Tony Ferguson. All right, everyone. That's uh, it for me. Let me know what you think. Let me know. First of all, in the comments or over on Twitter, at who do you think Conor McGregor will fight next? And who do you think he should fight next? Right. I leave it there. My name is Sean Chien, as I said, for SureDog.com. And I'll see you all next time.